Well, hello, live streamers. We want to welcome you to the service tonight. Hope everyone's doing well at home and got your Bible because uh, we're going to this week and next week do a series, a mini series on how to study the Bible. So it'd be a good idea to have your Bibles, right? So, all right. Well, we're going to jump into it here and uh, try to get wrapped up in a good orderly fashion. So the first thing I want to start off by saying as far as actual studying the Bible, I think it's important that people realize how important it is to study the Bible. The, the, the extreme value and importance that we should be placing on right here, the Word. And uh, I think some people do more so than other people. And the thing that I want to just start off with saying is, your life depends on it, basically. I mean, once you get saved and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, obviously you're a child of God, and then that's the beginning. You're, you're a baby born into the God's world, just like you was a baby born into this world. But once you're born, that's not the end. That's just the beginning. And so what you want to do, Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, I want to kick off with that verse. He said, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. If you continue. So see, once you start a life with the word of God being of importance to you, you want to continue that ongoing for the rest of your life on this earth because it's what sustains you. It's what keeps you. Then the very next verse is a real popular verse. He said, you sh and if you do that, if you continue in my word, then you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the importance of the word of God, brothers and sisters, is, is really this. It's going to truthfully determine the outcome of your life. If people that don't stick in the word of God, they get saved and they really don't have the word of God any part of their life, they're jeopardizing their spiritual life, if you will. If we don't eat or drink or sleep, we know what happens. You can't survive that way. And it's the same way spiritually. There's certain things you have to do, and if you neglect and, and just totally don't do them, the odds are not good of your survival rate in the kingdom. I mean, it's not works. It's just a survival thing that God gives us, just like food, water, and sleep. So I wanted to just emphasize that. The Word of God will keep you filled up, nutrition, nourished, and also it'll keep you on track. But, but before I go on that, I want to say this. Hosea 4.6 is a real popular verse. Most people have heard it or know it. And it says, my people, my people, God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And can I tell you, this is the sole source of where you're going to get the knowledge that he's talking about. And if you don't have knowledge, according to that verse, you could be destroyed. And if you tie that verse together with John 10.10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and what? To destroy. So if you don't have this in, ingrained in your life, when he comes to destroy and you're lacking knowledge, and you don't have to know it all because nobody does, but if you haven't taken the time to feed on this and to get this down into your heart and integrate it with your life, you're going to give the devil some leverage, I guess is the best way to put it. So I want to say that. I want to say this because the reason I'm saying these things 
is I think before people's going to really devote themselves to studying the Bible, it's imperative that you know how important it is to do so. I mean, it's, it's important. It's important to have a job, isn't it? If you're going to raise a family and, and get through this life, you need a job to have some income. And the same way with a Christian life, there's certain things you need. And the Word of God, obviously, is one of them. Can I say this? The more of the Word of God that you know, the more that you're going to know God. That's just fact. The more of the Word of God you know, the more you're going to know God. And the more you know God, you're going to be able to understand His Word and His kingdom and His ways. Because, you know, one way, one really important way to properly interpret Scripture is to judge every thing in line with God's character and God's nature. That'll help you so immensely. If you come across a verse that just looks like in left field, like, wow, that, that kind of puts a different picture on God than what I envision God to be. But you got to understand something. When you take the Scripture as a whole, then you're going to understand the true character and nature of God. And when you do understand that, I promise you, it's going to help you understand and, and decipher and, and properly take scriptures in context. So that's important. The more that you know the word of God and understand it and have spent time in it, can I tell you another big advantage is it's going to give you the advantage over winning over the devil when he comes knocking at your door. And he's going to come to every one of our doors, isn't he? And knock. And he's going to come and he's going to blow on every one of our houses. And guess what? You remember Jesus, the parable? He says, the guy that built his house on the sand and not on the rock, you know what happened. And so that's very, very illustrative of if we don't build our life on the word of God, a solid foundation, when the storms of life come, you're going to be a whole lot more subject to experiencing devastation. So that's the important point. Um, It'll keep you on the right path to heaven. Can I tell you something? That there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of people that have backslid and got off course and went down this side trail, rabbit trail, whatever, that a devil lied to them and got them off into error and confusion. And by doing that, it's a dangerous thing. You want to stay on the highway to heaven. And this right here is the roadmap. This will tell you how to get there. This is your GPS. This is your compass. And it's your roadmap. And so as long as you keep looking at the map, you're going to keep heading towards the destination you want to get to, right? So very, very important. Two verses. I didn't get to listen to all of Pastor Kylan's teaching last week. I got 20 minutes of it. And then it kind of went haywire, the live streaming recording. But I know when I stopped listening to him about eight minutes, he was going to 2 Timothy, which is just real quick. I just want to hit that and use that as a basis to start off on. And it says this, study to show yourself approved. 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, and then that you may rightly divide the word of truth. So the Bible clearly instructs us that in some people, they say, well, I'm just, I'm more of a prayer person. And I understand that. That's, that's good. If that's what you're, you, you lean more towards and spend a little more time in the word, but folks, I'm going to tell you something. Every single solitary Christian, you got to get in and develop time and cultivate time 
in the Word of God. It's of utmost importance, okay? And probably some people, when you started first riding, learning to ride a bike, you said, this isn't for me. I've fallen the first hundred times that I got on it. But how many of you know you get on it a hundred and first time and you're going to take off maybe and ride? Eventually, you're going to ride. And so that's the way I want to tell you. Don't let the devil discourage you and think that it's, it's just over your head. You can't learn. You can't understand. I go back to when I got saved. I was just almost 20 years old. And guys, I didn't know nothing about the Bible. I didn't know John 3.16 before I got saved. I really didn't. I didn't understand nothing about this. But I knew intuitively that this was an extreme part, important part, that I had to develop in. And you know what? I went out at that time and I got a, a new modern day translation. I forget what translation it was way back then. But you know what? I would also read my, the King James and I'd read Good News International, I think it was, or something. But you know what? Even though I was reading that faithfully every day and it didn't seem like it was registering in my head, I had a confidence and a faith that nonetheless it was going down in my heart. And I was persuaded of that. And I kept with that. And it took time, you know, before it really started to click and before I started to, to understand and grasp the concepts and the fundamentals. And so don't, you got to just do it. The best way, I want to just say this, the best secret to studying the Bible is to adapt to Nike's motto, just do it. That's the absolute positive number one step that you want to get in your head and in your heart is just do it. And again, if you're like me and it doesn't seem like you're getting anything mentally and understanding and comprehending what you're reading, you be confident that it's going down into your heart because that's where the most, that's where the ground of your garden is. That's where the seed's going to fall and really produce a harvest. Okay. So I want to say that. Um, approved unto God, not ashamed, it says, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. You know, this afternoon as I was just thinking about, you know, the message, and that Hebrews 5.12 says, for the, when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you. And you're still on milk, and he that's on milk's a baby. And you know what? I remember 20-some years ago, I did a message, and I entitled it, Grow Up. And it, it sounds kind of strong, but the bottom line is, guys, as Christians, again, when you're born again, you're a baby Christian. But there is expected to be growth. And eventually, after a year or two, you're gonna, you should be able to crawl and walk and talk and do certain things and quit doing other things as you mature. And that's the same way it is spiritually. We are supposed to grow spiritually. And I, I imagine, you know, if someone was to come in when the church gets back opened up and they walk in and instead of having a Sunday suit or, or just casual clothes on, they walk in with a diaper and a bottle in their hand and in their mouth, I would think they'd probably be embarrassed to be the only adult that's doing that and looking like that. And that's kind of the way it can be spiritually. So I just want to encourage you, let's all purpose that we're going to mature and we're going to grow and we're going to develop as children of God. Amen? All right. Rightly dividing the word of truth, it says. Now, that's an important thing. Because if you can't rightly divide the word of God, you can get confused and messed up easy. If Satan sends the wrong person your way or the wrong circumstance your way and you, you quote one scripture out of context, he can take you out. 
okay? It's extremely, extremely, extremely urgent to rightly divide the Word of God, okay? So I'm just saying a few of these things, and we're going to jump into to some of the things that you want to begin to do in order to successfully study the Bible. So um, let me give you one more. 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. And, and the thing we want to understand there, guys, is you got to understand this word of God is fully inspired by God and infallible. Okay? Now, you might think that, well, obviously every Christian would believe that. Well, you must not have met every Christian because there's Christians that aren't convinced that every word of God is inspired of the Holy Spirit and was divinely inspired to be recorded and written. And there's, there's Christians that believe that the Bible contradicts itself. And can I just tell you guys something? I'm the first one to admit there's instances in the Bible that appear to be contradictory and contradictions. But can I tell you something? Again, you know the secret to, to determining and figuring out where the error is at or what, what you're looking at wrong? is which verse is in context with the whole of God's Word. Because you're going to find one of them is going to be. And the other one, that's going to clue you on, okay, concentrate and study on that one and see where you're misinterpreting it, and, and it's going to do you a lot of good, okay? So, here's how the New Living Translation translates that verse. It says, it teaches us, the Word of God, all Scripture, it teaches us what is true... Okay, now let me tell you something. Banks in the past, before those little yellow felt tip markers that they run across the $100 bill to see if it's counterfeit or not, before that, bank employees were trained intensively to identify a counterfeit bill. And the way that they did it, from what I've heard, is that they, they point out and they teach things on a valid $100 bill to look for and then when a counterfeit comes across the counter, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And can I tell you something? That's the way we need to be with the Word of God. If you know the Word of God, and, and, and again, nobody knows it all, okay? There's not a human being, there's not a preacher that has it all figured out and knows all the answers and has got it all right. But can I tell you something? We can get as much as we need to be right to get us through this life, I guarantee you that. And when something comes along, something is said, something is shared, something is presented, and it's not in line with the Word of God. It's, it's out of context. Can I tell you something? You're going to pick up on it real, real quick. And you're not going to be deceived, okay? So that's one reason it's so important to study the Bible and to get it integrated into you what it teaches, what it says, and what the whole of God's Word, balance of God's Word, is okay all right so it teaches us what's true it corrects us when we're wrong and how many of you know we've all been wrong at one time or another in either our actions or our beliefs okay well guess what right here is what's going to straighten us out right here is what's going to iron out the wrinkles okay in our minds we iron our clothes this irons our minds and and lets us you know be presentable to god all right, it corrects us when we're wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. So, can I tell you something? If in the Word of God it says something's wrong, it's wrong. And if it says it's right, it's right. 
This right here is the barometer that you can judge anything and everything in life. And that's what we as Christians need to do, I believe, is any circumstance, situation, question, controversy, whatever comes up, view it in the light of God's Word. Okay? You know the bracelet thing that went around 10, 15 years ago, WWJD, what would Jesus do? I think that's awesome. Because I think if we ask ourselves that in every situation in life we find ourselves in, to respond to someone that's done us wrong or whatever, what would Jesus do? Right here, right now, what would Jesus do? How would he act? What would he say? How would he respond? That's powerful. Well, can I tell you another one? Maybe for the other risk, they should have put out, what does the word say? W-D-W-S. What does the word say about any situation that you're facing or is presented to you? We need to just program and practice to get ourselves in the habit of always going to the Word. Well, what does the Word say? What would Jesus do? What does the Word say? Okay? And then, um, I'm going to, you've heard it said before, Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. I like that. I don't think that's how that was arrived or derived, but it's a good, good th- explanation. This is our instruction manual while we're here on this earth. Okay, if something's not working, go to the instruction manual and look at it and find out to troubleshoot what's not working and what's not, you know, what it takes to get adjusted. It's in here. Everything that we all will ever need in life, can I tell you, the solution is in here. It's covered. I promise you. It's covered. If you need wisdom, you know, you may say, well, it's not in here where I should live or who I should marry or where I should work. That's true, but you know what is in here? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask a God that gives to everybody who asks liberally, and you're going to receive. Seek and you will find. See, it covers that. God promised divine guidance and leading through his Holy Spirit. If it's not covered in the Word specifically, can I tell you whose job it is? The Holy Ghost. He's going to give you the specifics, but this is going to give you the foundation to to get it on. Okay? All right. So, um, I, think, I think that's what I wanted to basically just start off to say. To stress, you want to develop a relationship with the Word of God on a regular basis, okay? And, and again, I know people get frustrated. I've heard them say, I read it and I just can't get it. Or where do I start? Or how do I do it? Well, can I tell you, like I said, number one, I want to reemphasize The best secret to studying the Bible is to just do it. Just get in here. Just on a regular basis, get in here. And pray before you do and ask God to direct you, number one, on what he wants you to focus on, where he wants you to spend time at, and then pray that he'll give you understanding and allow it to go to your heart. Now, that takes us off. Here's what I want to do. Next phase and then next week, I'm going to actually address the different ways and different areas of how to study the Bible. But guys, here again, I got to tell you, I think it's super, super important that you understand this. Before you plant a garden or before a farmer sows a a field, what do you got to do first? You got to prepare the ground. You got to take a rototiller or you got to take a disc pulled behind a tractor if you're a farmer. You got to break up the ground and prepare the ground to receive the seed that you're going to put in the ground. 
Amen? So that's the same thing with us. Can I tell you, I, I've said it before, if you was going to plant good corn seed, okay, I mean the top of the line seed, and if you went out here in the parking lot and sowed it in the middle of winter, how much of a harvest are you going to get? You ain't going to get nothing. Amen? Number one, you're sowing it at the wrong time, but even, even if you sowed it in the spring, it's not going to produce because it's not sown on fertile soil, which is what it takes for seed to grow. Okay? Now, can I tell you something? That's the same way with our lives. If we try to sow the Word of God into our hearts and we haven't taken a rototiller to it first, can I tell you something? You're not going to get a good harvest. It's not going to work. You're not going to get results that God wants you to get and that you ought to get. Okay? So, here's what I want to say. There's certain ways that I believe is extremely imperative to approach the Word of God. When you go to study the Word of God, I want to tell you what I personally do. Every time before I read the Word of God, I pray. I, I, practically every time, if not every time. And I pray, and I ask God to prepare my heart. I ask God to open my ears, open the eyes of my understanding, open my mind, and just allow me to receive and allow him, the Holy Ghost, I invite him to come alongside as my teacher, my tutor, because guess what? I'm convinced without him, I'm not going to get it, okay? That's, I'm convinced of that. I, I need a tutor, okay? Some people need that in school. They just don't get it like other students, so they get a tutor to help them on the side. Well, I'm, I'm all for tutoring. I'm all for the Holy Ghost to tutor me because without him, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it like I need to get it, and neither are you. Okay, so the first thing I want to, I want you, if you've got a notepad or something, it'd be good to just jot these few things down. I'm not going to give you a bunch of scriptures to support it. I got some, but I'm not going to take the time because we've we got a limited amount here. But the first way that I think it's important to approach studying the Word of God is respectfully. Okay, don't just treat this like a common thing. Don't just treat this like a textbook or a any other book, you want to respect highly this. And I will tell you a scripture verse in 1 Samuel 3, 1. It says this, in those days, the word of God was precious. Okay? In the days that it was recorded of Samuel. And what that means is it was highly esteemed and valued. The word of God was. And guys, can I tell you, I'm afraid that's not the case as much as near as much as it should be nowadays. We don't respect the Word of God for what it is. It's precious. Let me tell you something. If you lived in another country and got saved and they took your Bible from you, I think then it'd be easier to respect it and to see its true value. Okay? So, that's one. Um, in Proverbs, I'm sorry, yeah, Proverbs 3, 18. I'm sorry, Proverbs 4, 8. It says, Exalt wisdom, and wisdom will exalt you. And can I tell you something? This is wisdom. If you exalt the Word of God in your life, I promise you, the Word of God's going to promote you and exalt you. Okay? And it, it's so true. And God's going to back His Word. You can take it to the bank. If you do that, He's going to do His part. You know, if we prioritize the Word of God and place utmost importance on it. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, My son, attend to my words. 
Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes and just keep them in the midst of your heart. See, attend to my words means you're going to give it your attention. You're going to give it your undivided attention. You're going to set aside time to give attention to the word of God and allow God and his spirit to speak to you through the word of God and to cleanse you. That's another thing when I pray. Cleanse me. Renew my mind as the word that I'm about to read. Okay? Another one is humbly. You got to approach the word of God with a humble heart. And, and you say, well, obvi- that's pretty obvious. Well, the thing is, unfortunately, not everybody does that. Okay? There's a scripture verse in the New Testament, Corinthians, that says, knowledge puffeth up. Okay? If you're just doing a Bible study and spending hours and hours studying the Bible so you can be a know-it-all and a show-off and, and just show how much you know, can I tell you something? That's, that's a bad avenue to go. Okay? You're, you're going to miss the whole point. You're going to miss the whole major thing to it all. You might have head knowledge, but if you only have head knowledge and not heart knowledge, it will do you no good as far as really working in your life. Here, again, this is where your garden is. Okay? Now, you renew your mind with the Word of God, granted. Okay? But you sow the Word of God in your heart. And here's, here's something I want to point out to you too, guys. The importance of doing all these things is in Mark, the fourth chapter. You remember the parable of the sower? There was four different types of soil that the Word was sown. And if you read it, you're going to find that the first three seed that was sown didn't produce. The first one, it was just laid by the wayside, and boom, the devil came and took, ate it up and, and stole it. And the second one was sown on stony ground. It didn't have no depth of earth. It just, it wasn't good, fertile soil. Hard heart, you know? There's a subject and lesson on that, hardness of heart. And then the other one was thorns and thistles. See, if you don't sow the Word of God into your heart, having properly prepared your heart and approaching it with the right attitudes, you're not going to get a successful harvest. Okay? So that, that's why we're dealing with these things here. So humbly, in 1 Corinthians 8.2, it says, If any man thinks that he knows anything, he doesn't know anything that he ought to know. See, that keeps us all humble. It should. You know, don't ever go to the Word of God with the thing, well, I already know about that. I already know that scripture, what it means. I already know about that topic. I already know about faith. I already know about healing. Well, do you know it all? No. Amen. And you know what? Some of the things you know may not be correct. They may be in error in, as far as, again, with the whole context of the God, Word of God. So, humbly, appreciatively, you know what? When you sit down and you get ready to open your Bible and to read it, I think, again, guys, it's important that we appreciate it. We take it for granted. Most of us have multiple Bibles that we own, Okay. And the bottom line is, there's people, brothers and sisters all around the world, that would love to just have one page of the Bible. That's what they do, like in China and some of the communist countries where they're, not, they're forbidden to have Bibles. They, they love to just have a page of the Bible. So we got to appreciate that and not take it for granted. You know, just like we take for granted loved ones, our parents, our siblings, our spouses, our children, we take them for granted. We just assume, you know what, they're always going to be there. Someday they may not. And if that happens, guess what? You look back and you say, wow, I really didn't appreciate and invest 
in them like I could have or should have. Amen? Uh, you, you can take your health. You can take your health for granted. And you can just say, well, I've never been sick, never been to the hospital, never had an operation. But you know what? If you're violating your body and not taking good care of it, like you, you, some people take better care of their cars than they do their bodies. They change the oil and they, they tune up and they do all this. And with their bodies, they don't do no maintenance as far as even paying attention to what goes in here to make sure you get some good stuff to offset the bad stuff. Again, nobody's got that perfect, but you got to get some good stuff in there too. Amen. So a good job, a good church. See, these are all things we can take for granted. Don't take this for granted. Value it. Esteem it highly. Respect it. Amen. And, and, and prioritize it. Invest in it. Spend good quality time fellowshipping in the Word of God. Now, another one. Hungrily. Okay? When you approach the Word of God, you need to ask God, if you don't have it already happening, God, give me a hungering and a thirsting to learn your Word. Okay? And He will. And He also promises, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be filled. So if you hunger and thirst to know and understand the concepts and the precepts of the Word of God, guess what? You're going to get it. He's going to feed you. He's going to water you, okay, if you do it. So hungrily. Job 23, 12, Job says, I've esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. He, he placed more value on the spiritual food than on natural food. And obviously in today's society, that's completely flipped around. I've heard one good evangelist said years and years ago, most Christians feed their body three hot meals a day and their spirits one cold snack a week. Talking about here, feasting on the word, we just get a snack and we figure that's going to sustain us. It, it doesn't usually work that way it, at all, really. So hungrily, prayerfully, I've already covered that. Before you read the word of God, I would strongly encourage you, invite the Holy Spirit to come alongside, to kick in and to begin to do his thing. He is the teacher. That's one of his roles, why he's been infiltrated and why he abides in us, is to be our teacher, okay? Our tutor, if you will, is another way I think I like even better because he's, he's going to teach you what you need to know. Um, so prayerfully, expectantly, you know what, guys? If you go to the Word of God and you open it and you really don't expect to receive anything from it because of your past, because it's, it's not been easy in the past for it to just come to you, guess what? You know what you're going to get? Nothing. If you expect nothing, what you're going to get? Nothing. And so it's important, I'm telling you, that when faith, faith and expectancy are twin brothers, if you will. If you have faith, you're going to have expectancy. Okay? And when you come to the Word of God... You need to have faith. You need to pray in faith that you're going to get and extract from this and see what's in here, what God wants you to see and what you need to see. You pray that and then you believe that that's what you're going to get. Okay? And again, I go back to me as an early Christian. Even though it wasn't registering up here, even though it wasn't seeming like it was doing any good, I was confident and I was diligent to continue with it. It may as well have been Greek, I tell people. I may as well have been reading the Greek Bible, almost, because I really wasn't getting it. It just wasn't dawning up here. But guess what? It dawned down here. And that's where it most matters. And then the more I did it, then I began to put the pieces together and begin to understand it. And then the last thing is diligently. You know what? 
You just need to be diligent at the word of God. Because in, in Proverbs 2, verse 4 and 5, it says, if you seek after knowledge and you search for it like silver and you search for it like hidden treasure, then you'll understand knowledge. If you prioritize, and what did people do back in the gold rush? If they didn't hit gold the first day or the first week, did they stop? Nope. They kept going. They kept weeks and months digging and searching and sifting and all that. And guess what? God promises you this as a Christian. He rewards those who what? Diligently seek Him. If you purpose that you're going to be a Bible reader and you're going to dig in here for hidden treasure, can I tell you something? You don't have to hope you're going to find it. You're going to find it. If you seek, you will find. That's a promise. Okay? So, two other things, and then we're going to wrap up for this week. Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 and 10. It talks about who will learn knowledge. Okay, I was going to turn there, but I'm not for time's sake. Who will learn knowledge? It says, you know what? The way that you're going to gain knowledge is precept upon precept, line upon line, a little here, a little there. That's how it's going to happen. You're not going to get there overnight. Nobody does. It takes you 12 years of school to get a diploma, okay? Then it takes you another so many years to get a college degree. So it's the same way with the Word of God. It's going to happen little by little, line upon line. And you know what? Some people get frustrated and discouraged and they think, it's not working. I've been reading for months and I'm not getting it. Can I tell you something, guys? If you know somebody from another state, friends of yours, and you've seen their children when they moved to that other state, and then a year or two later, you get together and you see them again, you say, oh my God, he's growing like a weed. Well, the parents don't see it as much as you see it, okay? Because if it's right there in, in your midst, you don't recognize it as much. But can I tell you something? Just, just stick with it. And then the last thing is, can I tell you this about the Bible? It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Is every piece, and it may have a thousand pieces, every piece that you get in proper place, and then you keep putting pieces in place, how do you do a jigsaw puzzle? You start with the border. You first of all start with the corner pieces, right? Then you do the border, and then you fill everything else in there. And that's the same way with here. You want to get the fundamental, foundational teachings and doctrines down pat. The basic doctrines, it's called in, in Hebrews. And then once you do that, then you just continue to build and fill in, and eventually you're going to get a visual of that puzzle. And that's the way the Word of God is. So it's piece by piece, little by little, just keep chipping away at it. And God is going to reward you and it's going to work. Okay, so I'm going to turn this over to Eric. He's got a few announcements and uh, we'll take it from there next week and finish up. Okay, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Mike. I think tonight was just a great understanding of how important it is to study the Scriptures on a daily basis. You know, the more we get the Word in us, the more we're going to have power to defeat the devil that tries to steal, kill, and destroy us. Uh, thank you, Brother Mike, so much for tonight. Yeah, it was a great understanding. And I think the church, this is one of those things we should do on an annual basis so we can have a better grasp of what is in the Word, because there's truth and there's power in that Word. So we're just thankful for uh, Brother Mike for tonight. Also, just a reminder once again, uh, tomorrow we'll be praying and fasting the entire day. We're praying for, for breakthroughs for people. We're praying for COVID-19 to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. 
We're praying for jobs and finances and for salvation. So be praying with us. Use your faith to only believe. We believe it's going to be a great day of victory for us. Also, don't forget, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we're going to be here once again worshiping God, giving Him praise. We can't wait to see you. And please share this message with your friends. Let's be rescuers because that's what God's called us to be. We love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you.